Happy Hump Day, friends. You're listening to the Lincolnite Podcast with me, Ronnie Byrne. If you are listening on a podcast provider, please leave us a review and remember to hit subscribe. But if you're listening on the Lincolnite website, you can find the link to your preferred podcast provider at the bottom of this page. So yesterday I had the opportunity and the pleasure, quite frankly, of speaking to Summer Lee Conte. Now, Summer is Miss Boston 2022 and she's a finalist for October's Miss Great Britain 2022. So Summer has recently been on a bit of a journey to gain weight. Throughout her life, she's been bullied for being underweight and now wants not only to draw attention to body shaming and in particular skinny shaming, but to empower others that have been through similar things to herself and to promote the idea that gaining weight can be just as healthy for some people as losing weight. Her story is inspiring. These topics aren't all Always easy to talk about, but they do need to be talked about. So, friends, Summer Leconte. People, Summer, honestly, <laughs> yeah. these people. Ah, Summer Leconte, thank you ever so much for joining me. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How about you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. So, for everybody listening, when it comes to your weight and the pageants, just tell me and tell everyone else about the journey you've been on so far. Okay, so um, it all started when I was in primary school and secondary school I've always been picked on for my weight I've always been a lot skinnier than other people um that's just naturally how my build was at the start of it I've always been naturally slimmer than others and I remember in like primary school we'd always have uh, like NHS local teams come in and they would pick two people out of your classes and um, one that was like my build and then someone that was of a larger build and they would take your height and your weight and they take your BMI and my BMI has always been a lot lower than what the like national health like average is meant to be mm. so I've always been deemed underweight and then I think after that I mean like it was so long ago now but after that it sort of stemmed from there that I was like people started to pick up on it and people would be like oh your wrists are so skinny I can put my whole hand around them and it was like every single day there was something new like someone was saying something different and it, and it started to really take its effect on me so I moved um primary schools to start with because it got so bad at the first one um, and then like my parents and stuff was taking the mickey out of because I had um my ears used to stick out quite a lot so I used to try and sellotape them back, which is really bad because you think I would have only been about seven or eight. And I had them pinned back when I was nine once I moved primary schools. Um, but yeah, then it came to secondary school and it was with the same people that I went to my first primary school with. So the bullying like continued there. And if anything, it just probably got worse. Mm. I was always really self-conscious um, around other people because even in like PE change rooms, people would make comment about my weight. Um, and it's like eating disorders are like a mental illness. So the more you hear it, the more you then start to believe it yourself as well. When you think, oh, hang on, maybe I, I just actually can't put on weight. So then you start restricting your food and then you pick up really bad eating habits, which is what happened to me. So with like eating disorders, there's eight different types that someone can be diagnosed with. Um, but a lot of the time, a lot of people won't want to go and get diagnosed because there's not actually a lot of education around eating disorders and trying to diagnose people with them. Um, for example, like medical students are only given no more than two hours training on like an eating disorder as a mental illness, which wow. to me is quite shocking to be fair. When like you tell people about it, two hours out of their like five years of training is absolutely nothing like it's minuscule um which i think is why a lot of people do struggle with it because they don't really know who they can turn to to talk to about it um so yes yeah, so i literally i've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder but the more i've read into it and the symptoms of each and every one um what i've gathered from it is that there's there's one sort of eating disorder that you can have and it's an otherwise specified eating or feeding disorder which is where which is 
the most common one apart from anorexia, which is where someone can carry symptoms of a few of the eating disorders, but it's never collectively just one. Um, so you could have symptoms from anorexia, you could have symptoms from binge eating, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so that's sort of what I've gone through all the way throughout my teenage years up until recently. Um, I competed in Miss Great Britain last year and I, it was the first pageant I've ever done. And I went into it just to sort of scope the environment, see what it's about, um, see sort of what the judges are looking for in a role model as such. Um, and at that point, when I was doing my coaching for my interview prep that you have to do, um, I wanted to talk about my whole like eating disorder journey and everything, but I'd never really got to the point of where I am now and I was never comfortable yeah. about talking about it. And I thought, if I can't even talk about it to like my partner or whatever, I'm never going to be able to talk about it in front of other people. So I came away from it um, October last year and I was like, I need to change. I always put it down to having a fast metabolism. I never really wanted to quite accept that it was something more than that. Mm. Um, so I then joined the gym and I was like, if I'm going to change, I have to do it for myself and I need to put all the hard work in. So I joined the gym and I got a personal trainer who's done a nutrition plan for me as well to help me gain the weight. Um, and it was more the fact that when I look back on it now, I was probably only eating between 800 to 1300 calories a day. Whereas obviously for like an adult of my age, it's like 2000 is like the, yeah, the majority of that you should be eating. Yeah. So for me, that was a lot lower. And that's ex that explained why I was so underweight. I was really late developing through, pu through uh, puberty and everything as well. And obviously now looking back on it, it was obviously because of the way that I was eating. And so now I'm eating minimum 2,600 calories a day. And it can be more than that on a good day, I suppose. Um, and I train five to six times a week as well. And we started my training consistently from the middle of January. And within 10 weeks, I put on eight kilos. So I started wow. at, yeah, I started at 44 kilos, which is really, really low for mm. my age. Cause I'm at the time I was, well, I was still 22. So that's really low. Um, and then now I'm weighing around 51 to 52 kilos. So it's going really well, but that's, yeah, it's taking a long time to, to get there. <laughs> Sl yeah. sl slowly but surely, for sure. Well, I say slowly, but that is, that is speedy. You're doing great. But yeah, yeah. Something that we were talking about prior is, is this idea of skinny shaming. And there are people that don't think that skinny shaming exists, but they're willing to admit that body shaming exists. Now, the interesting thing yeah. to me about that is that everyone will go, fat shaming's terrible, fat shaming's awful. But no one talks about skinny shaming because to a lot of people, skinny is what we aim for. How, how can you be skinny shamed? Yeah. How can you be shamed for something that everyone wants to be? Like, what, what are your feelings on that out of interest as someone that's experienced it? Yeah, um, I feel like, like carrying on from what you said about body shaming, everyone is all about oh, spreading body positivity. Body shaming is really bad. But as soon as someone sees someone that's skinny and they'll be like, oh, I, like I get it all the time. I used to get it all the time where it would be, oh, I'd kill to have your figure. And it's like, yeah, but I don't feel comfortable in it mm. because I knew that it wasn't healthy. Um, and it's exactly the same. Like if someone's getting like fat shamed, um, how they their feeling is exactly the same as like how I would feel if someone was to comment on my weight just because I'm a lot slimmer and yeah a lot you always hear about weight loss and there's all these different diets and stuff to help you lose weight there's not so much for gaining weight because I feel like especially in like society today it's all about the smaller you are the better it sort of is for society I suppose because of having like a stereotypical small body I suppose um 
but it's more it's so much more than that it's more about being healthy in your body as well which is what I wanted to focus on more I wanted I knew I wanted to gain weight but I didn't want to do it in a really unhealthy unbalanced way so I didn't want to be just consuming loads of like fatty saturated foods because that's not healthy and that's not going to get me to where I want to be mm. um which is why I'm trying to do it in like a balanced way but yeah I've yeah skin shaming I feel like it's it's not looked at as as bad as what fat shaming is and I don't I still can't get to grips as to why that is but from my like personal point of view um I feel like it's probably because society as a whole is drummed into people that weight loss is what you want to be going for rather than gaining weight because it's looked at as being unhealthy yeah, and that's another interesting thing, just the idea of beauty standards, just touching on that. So, like, in the 1950s, it was all about hourglass figures and this, that, and the other. Yeah. We had we had the heroin chic era of the 90s. But right now, there seems to be this real emphasis on strong-looking women, like women with muscle, yeah. women that are built. Uh, do, do you think we're seeing a shift in beauty and body standards right now? I definitely think so, yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, like you said before, it was always looked down upon, like, oh, why would you want to train or whatever and and get this like muscular figure which is going to look manly or, or something like that but I feel like now because I feel like the world is moving so much quicker than society is and um, people are starting to pick up new new like standards of beauty or whatever mm. and and everyone sees beauty in different aspects if that makes sense so what I deem as like beautiful might not be what someone else looks at it as but I feel like a society as a whole now everyone is sort of accepting that um anybody is the yeah. best that it can be as long as you're comfortable in it um, and I feel like that is really really good and I feel like because there's like another girl that's competing in Miss GB and we a couple of weeks back we went to my sponsor's gym um, which is 100% gym in Boston and we did sort of like a, a woman empowerment video on different training standards because she's trying to shed weight and um, to go into sort of bikini competing whereas I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm trying to gain weight but it's like our training programs are very very similar it's just that our goals are different yeah. um, and we have a lot of like positive response from it because you don't see it well you didn't see it as much before as like women lifting heavy in the gym and it was sort of the gym was always like a male dominated area and everyone wanted to go into the weight section everyone wanted to just go do cardio and abs or whatever but I feel like now as society is evolving that's sort of changed and women I feel like are looked at as just as strong as men obviously i know mm. scientifically we aren't um right. but it's good to see that that is sort of being accepted now as well yeah for sure and so, so you mentioned prior that there have been a lot of miss great britons who have won based on not entirely based on but based on mm -hmm. their weight loss stories like this is where i've come from this is where i am now and you wanted to be one of the first miss great britons to do the opposite you yeah. started your weight gain journey after you'd already had some level of success in pageants, you know, Miss Cambridge, Miss Boston. Do yeah. you feel that there's a pressure to be the shape and size that you previously were when it comes to events like that? I feel like probably years and years and years ago when pageants very first became a thing, especially in the UK, it was always this like stereotypical tall, slim, probably yeah. blonde girl is the the most like stereotypical winner you would have seen like years and years ago mm. um but like i said as things are changing i feel like as what the judges are looking for now is more how confident you are in your own body and the message that you're wanting to get across because essentially if you're winning the title of miss great britain you're being a role model for everyone that's going to sort of see you in the press and see you on yeah. like social media and stuff so i feel like 
it's good to sort of keep with the times as well and have someone that has like a positive message to get across that's sort of different to what they've had previously. Mm. So like, for example, um, one of the previous winners, she had like a really incredible weight loss story. That was her message that she wanted to get across, that she'd sort of gone through all these obstacles in life and got to the weight that she was. And then because she felt like she wanted to do it for herself, she managed to lose all this weight because of like her hard work, her determination and everything, Um, which is sort of the message that I want to get across with myself. I've sort of done the opposite. I've been bullied for my weight and struggled with it. And now it's come to a point where I've accepted that and I'm learning to sort of put the hard work in and focus more on myself and be like a healthier version of myself because before when I was eating the way I was eating before I was tired all the time my skin was horrific and my hair was like it was oily all the time and that's because I obviously wasn't giving my body the nutrition that it needed and like now that I've changed the way that I've ate like my hair's grown a lot better my skin I don't get anywhere near as many like acne spots or whatever Mm. um my sleep is like massively improved and just the way that I feel in wearing certain types of clothes and everything as well it just it makes me feel so much better yeah it does it changes everything so so when you look yeah. back at photos from the start of your journey compared to compared to literally today mm-hmm. what, what's what's the main emotion how, how do you feel I think I get a little bit overwhelmed I think to be fair <laughs> um <laughs> sometimes I look at them and I think oh my god like at the, looking back at like especially my pictures from my the pageant last year um, I look and I think, oh my God, when I was there, I felt really good. And then it went into where I then stepped back and you start to pick up different things. And I was like, okay, like my legs look a bit too skinny there. My waist yeah. isn't, it, I don't know, do you know, you pick stuff up. And I sort of thought that's not how I thought I looked. I actually look a lot worse than what I, I did. Do you know what right. I mean? But so when I look back at the pictures, I always compare the pictures from there to now and then when I started obviously my training like December January time to now and I look and think how on earth have I done that like I don't even know what made me really switch to think okay that's not how I want to be anymore this is what I want to go for and it's sort of like I've just kept sort of plodding along I suppose and just doing everything that I needed to um but it helps having like support and stuff as well like my partner he's been really supportive so we'll like meal prep for the week and everything as well so I know that I've got exactly what I need to eat for like the days because he works like shift work um so it works well for us to know that we've got meals already prepped and then the days that he's off will then obviously just cook together but it helps that sense and like my family and stuff have been so supportive as well when I show them my progress pictures and they're like oh like you're doing amazing like (laughs) it's crazy to to see the difference you can make in such a short amount of time if you you sort of one know what you're doing and sort of the scientific reasons behind it as well um but yeah when i look at them i just think i get a bit overwhelmed and i think oh wow i've actually i've actually done that in that amount of time and then i sometimes think well why didn't i do that before but i think it's probably because i didn't really want to accept it so i was like oh no there's nothing i don't need to change anything but then actually when looking back it's like oh yeah there was i did need to do something really that's so fantastic to hear i absolutely love that so Miss Cambridge 2021, yes. Miss Boston 2022, recently engaged. Congratulations. What does the rest of your year look like? Oh, it's busy. <laughs> it is busy, yeah. I'm, um, well, one thing that's not related to anything, so we're going to Mexico in July and I can't wait because we booked nice. it in January 2020. So it kept getting cancelled because of COVID. And it's just, I can't wait to go and actually just Was get aboard. Two and a half years? Two and a half years, wow. yeah, I know, and it's just, I can't wait to finally go, but um, yeah, so that's, that's in uh, August, and then mm. I've got a charity, Absal, that I'm doing for one of the two charities that 
Most Great Britain is supporting. Um, that's on the 11th of June, and that's in Northampton. And it's like 420 feet high. It's like, I think it's the world's tallest permanent abseil building. And I was watching a programme the other day, and it was this canyon thing. It was like 200 feet high. Mm. And I was looking, I was like, that's really high. And then I looked, and I was like, this other place is like 400 feet high. And I was like, oh, that's so it's outside really- as well. And it's outside, yeah, yeah. You literally look over the whole of Northampton. I was looking at videos on YouTube. Luckily, you go down with someone else. So, because yeah. a couple of finalists are doing it, there'll obviously be another girl with me and we'll go down at the same time. So, you've got someone to talk to on the way down. But I, I did look and I thought, oh my God, what have I signed up for? But, but it'll be a really good experience. So, I've got that. And then in September, I'm hosting my own charity ball for both the charities, which is Cancer Research and Alex's Wish. Um, so, that's in September and that's in Spalding as well. Um, and that'll be a month before the finals in October. But there'll be like little bits that I want to do. Like um, I plan to do a couple of like uh, charity car boot sales and stuff um, so I can split the money 50-50 between both of the two charities. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose it would just be any sort of appearances and stuff that I can get on the lead up to the final as well. That is absolutely fantastic. So the Miss Great Britain finals are in October. You mentioned keep us in the loop with that. Keep us in the loop with the charity ball and just everything else you've got going on as well. It's the drive yeah, for charity that I love the most. I really do. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's rewarding. It's really, really nice. I love to hear it. Summer Leconte, thank you ever so much for your time today and good luck with, uh, well, with the rest of your year and the rest of your journey, my friend. Yes. Thank you so much. More than welcome. Thank you. Summer Leconte there, friends. Find her on Instagram at Summer Leconte with two R's in summer and expect more about her as we approach those all-important Miss Great Britain finals in October. I know I speak for everyone at the Lincoln Night when I say it and probably everyone in Lincolnshire as well, but you got this summer. Miss Great Britain, let's bring it home. You will smash it. You've been listening to the Lincoln Night podcast. Remember to leave us a review, hit subscribe. I've been Ronnie Byrne and we'll catch you next time.